On the night it was to be shown, we all gathered around at home as a family to watch it. From the moment it started, I hated it. Mike Willis's first line in the documentary was, This may well be the most fragile boy in the world. To me, it meant that there was no one like me, that I was some unique freak of nature, exactly like the kids at school had said. From there, it didn't progress well. Mike Willisie stated that I was incredibly hard to interview. It was a judgement straight away. I was seven, recovering from a major operation, and some dude was in my face asking me the same thing over and over for two weeks at a time. I wasn't an obstructive failed businessman who scammed people's money, nor a sportsman dodging questions about bad behaviour. I was a kid. All that would have been okay because I didn't really care too much if some old guy thought I was difficult. But it was what came next that freaked me out. The most mortifying thing and the moment I had feared the most and had been assured would never happen, happened. In segment four, you can see me naked as the day I was born. My penis in living colour for all to see. Watching with my family, I screamed and then started crying. I knew the kids at school would be watching. Now the kids who bullied me constantly had another weapon. I felt that I had been betrayed by everyone. Mum and Dad tried to calm me down and told me it wasn't that bad. It was just for a few seconds. Blink and you'd miss it. Miles and I knew better. We knew that I'd have to front up to school the next day and suffer the teasing from the kids. My parents said that with any luck, not many people would have tuned in. They were wrong again. When the ratings came in, they were off the charts, comparable to the ratings of an AFL grand final. It was the highest rating documentary in Australian television history. It's a record which hasn't been broken even 33 years after it originally aired. I went from relative anonymity to the most famous seven-year-old in the country in one night, and everyone saw my penis. The next day at school, people treated me differently. Of course, I got teased for rocking out with my cock out on national television, but it was more than that. Even the teachers were treating me differently. Suddenly, I was no longer just one of the class. I was Quentin, a subject to be discussed as part of the class. Each teacher wanted me to visit their classroom so that they could teach kids about disability, even though I'd been enrolled at the school for years and they never asked me about it before. That singling out meant I was even more alienated from everyone else. It wasn't just at school that I noticed a huge change. On Saturdays, I would usually accompany my dad to Forest Hill Shopping Centre in Victoria. The weekend after the documentary was shown, dad took me to the shops as normal, and we were inundated with people wanting to meet me and touch me. Women called me a brave little boy, and the men called me a little Aussie battler. I was so overwhelmed by the experience that I was like Justin Bieber on a really bad day. I didn't know what to say or even where to look, and dad had to prompt me to respond. Shopping trips were like that every time for a while, and Dad and I learned quickly that he had to watch how people touched me because a couple of times people would shake my hand so hard my fingers fractured. One time there were so many people coming up to me that Dad and I became separated. I was so scared I cried and screamed, and the centre management suggested that it was perhaps better if Dad did his weekly shopping without me. The attention didn't stop though. The TV station was inundated with fan mail for me. 
There were letters and packages from people of all ages. The writers ranged from 80-year-old pensioners and retirees to whole classrooms of children sending me letters because their teacher had made me a part of their lessons. Mum and Dad wanted me to read and reply to each person individually, but I just physically couldn't. Mum and the Lions Club's Ron Bromley helped write the letters of thanks. I didn't understand the emotional responses I was getting. I didn't feel any different than I had before the documentary. I didn't feel extraordinary or brave like so many people were telling me I was. I was just me. But now I was trying to get my head around the fact that everyone knew who I was. When you're seven, you just want to fit in. And now I was even more different. I don't want to sound ungrateful to people's good wishes. Having people wish you well is a great thing and lots of lovely things happen because of that goodwill. One of the great things that happened was meeting the McLean family. The McLeans owned a 1,600-acre farm called the Susan River Homestead in Maryborough, Queensland. About three and a half hours...